Engine center. Back again. Oh, oh, buddy. We are back again. And Ooh. um, the Steelers suck. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's flat out. So what? Three three games left now. All right, who knows? Left in the season, I think. It's not soon enough. Uh, Penguins, they won last time. And, um, they did. Is Richard Mendenhall, who's paying Richard Mendenhall to be so blatantly, uh, racist? Let's, I mean, let's just kind of call it what it is there. Uh, thanks, Super Bowl fumble champion. So, anyways, because I, yeah, I don't think it's him. But like somebody out there, I don't know. I, the CTE is real, with, especially with former Steelers, apparently. But like from the Mike Tomlin era, is Richard Mendenhall a Yin Center listener? Was he coming after us? I mean, well, I get, well, we'll we'll find out after this airs. Maybe, maybe he will at us, and then we can make it some exposure, and then did, we can make I some of his. Not, uh, I did not prepare a a black versus white roster though, so. Hopefully we weren't going to get that too, that in depth with it because I wouldn't know where to begin. Well, I'm promising to be inclusive either way. Like, I'm a very inclusive person, even though I might not understand all the cultures, like, like of Judaism and stuff. But, uh, I, I, you know, for Pakdoku, for uh, February, it's, it's, it's Black History Month, and I'm going to try and get as many of them in there as I can just to help them out, you know, you know. Inclusive. All ten in NHL history. There's more than that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and start googling. You know I'm right. There's been plenty. Started with Willie O'Ree. Yeah. Let's see. Have fun. Anyways, while Nevin. Uh, goes ahead and just starts uh, getting more and more into this Richard Mendenhall stuff. We're going to go back into Penguins talk because I really Hold don't on. care either Wait. way. So I looked up list of black NHL players and Lucas Raymond, who is Swedish, is on that list. He's, he's, pre- he's pretty white, if you ask me. I don't know his heritage. That, that looks like a pretty white kid to me. Uh, we'll let the uh, we'll let the listeners be the judge, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you guys look up Lucas Raymond of Sweden. So uh, Richard Mendenhall, he can be the judge of that. <laughs> which which side would he fit on in the <laughs> in that in that brawl? Brawl? Is it a brawl? No, it's not. Uh, a brawl. No, no competition. It's a, it's a, it's a game. It's, it's a, a game. Fun, it's a fun game. A game. Yeah, it's a, a game. It's a, good, it's a good time, is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> just. Hey, we we are inclusive. <laughs> yeah, sure, something like that. We'll, anyway, we'll take anybody bashing us. We'll take we'll take Richard Mendenhall bashing us and whatever money he's making off of this somehow. Anyways, None. the Penguins, the Penguins. I don't know. Still, I don't know. Like, I want to be excited, but like they just are so mediocre at this point. Now, like almost a third of the way through the year, creeping up on Christmas time. Trade Jari and keep Nedeljkovic as your starter, and free up five million dollars in cap space, five and a half. And then on top of that, at the end of the season, the cap, the salary cap's going up four and a half million. So you, if you can find somebody to take Jari, because it, do, it doesn't look like almost halfway through the season now, it doesn't look like it's going to end too well. So, trade deadline in what two months now? Month and a half? I think it's usually around like early March. Okay, so a little more than two months. Um, yeah, if you're if you're if you're really far down, maybe you try and do that, or or maybe you know somebody on an expiring contract like Jake Kensel. Not to get all doom and gloom. You don't see anything. Like you don't see any hope of this team I'm just finding saying, I'm their no, stride. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just point. saying if, if, if you know, in the next two and a half months, 
they don't find their game. Because, I mean, the power play is finally starting to click. I don't know what happened there. But since that video of uh, Todd Reardon came out just standing on the bench doing nothing with a whiteboard in his hand, the power play has actually been kind of decent. So maybe they maybe they just need to, like, have him not do anything with them. I don't know. I did see the video. There was a video circulating around the internet where Todd Reardon was drawing and looking clue like literally did not he draw just anything. Like, he was sitting or he was not not sitting. He was standing on the bench just like looking at the players like who do I have? That's why I was like, I wonder if it was photoshopped, because it looked like he was just like in like a ten second or not ten second, but like a five second thing where he's like, Okay, who do I have? Who do I have? Where do I want to put them? And then they just like edited that clip. So I guess maybe not Photoshop, but just uh, edited it in a way. Yeah. That made it look poor for him. For him. Right. And, you know, I I would hope that that's for his sake. I would hope so. And for the sake of the organization, because if not, that's a bad look. Yet again, I, I, I kind of don't blame him either because, like, you have all this talent, and I feel like you could coach him up and tell him whatever to do, but if they go out there and keep passing it around the perimeter. Well, I think that's part of the problem, though. Is like, I think what, what can was, you draw up? There's, a, there's nothing you can draw up. I think he was telling them to go out and, and just pass it around the perimeter. So I think that's where the issue was. And then I think they just kind of let the players take the reins more now. And then we've seen the success come. Yeah, because people seem to want, like, a coach firing. But, like, honestly, I don't see any way that a coach firing on this team helps salvage anything. It's not that team. It's not, right. you know, it's a big new – it's a new era kind of of Penguins hockey at this point. And it's going to be you – know, this is going to be it. <laughs> right, yeah. It's going to be – we got some star power, and uh, we, we don't know if we're good or not. Could be, yeah, because I mean, could well, be world beaters one night and go four for four on the power play, right. or they're gonna go zero oh, for six nine, and then, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. take all sorts of stupid penalties in the process, right? And then, you know, we were talking uh, before the season about the bottom six and needing to be better. I, I just don't think we've seen enough of them, like all uh, bottom six together. You know what I mean? I feel like there's been a lot of injuries to the bottom six. I mean, to the entire team. But I feel like the the bottom six has had quite a few injuries the last number of weeks. So I feel like it's been harder for them to gel and everything and, and put more offensive production together. There has been at least some bright spots, though. Uh, Valtteri Pustinen looks like he belongs. Yes. He absolutely belongs at this point. It's not really even a debate, in my opinion. He's looked better than Zahorna yes. or Nylander or, or anybody I else in that o- bottom six. I would say, I would say O'Connor as well. And O'Connor. Yeah. And O'Connor. Yeah, O'Connor is kind of a, a – wouldn't say a flop, but I think he's just kind of what he is. He's just fast, and he's a good – he's pretty decent in the forecheck. I don't – I mean – And you got to hope maybe – Maybe he contributes here and there on right. in, in sparse moments, but he's never going to develop into that top six winger, I don't think, at this point. No. No, and I don't. I thought that about Brian Rust at one point, and I was horribly mistaken. Yeah, I, I mean, will say that. Right. So kind of reminds me, he seems like more on the Zach Aston Reese side of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just with more speed and I, I, maybe not as good defensively, but yeah, I would agree with that. And that's about where we're at with that. But Valtteri Pustin, and he's got some actual he's, top six upside. Yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't be very surprised if we see him stay in the top six when we get very or the like everybody back and healthy. And then that gives you, you can put, like, Brian Rust down on your third line with Eller and, I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe, uh, in the next week or so, we'll see the new signing, Jesse Pugliarvi. See where he fits in here. I mean, that's that, that adds a little bit, hopefully can add a little bit more depth to your bottom six. I'm scared about him because I saw he had that hips resurfacing surgery. Yes, but he's 10 years younger than most people that have had it. Okay, so that gives me some hope in that. Yeah, I mean, he's says 25 the guy, as compared to 35, says the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah that doesn't need his work. hips. Yeah, the, the, yeah. 
These hips literally just don't work. So, yeah, I may not they be the keep best your legs person. In place and stuff. Mm, no, they don't. Okay. No, yeah, not mine. Like normal hips do, but yeah, my my hips are like basically permanently dislocated. Anyways, don't need to bother listeners with that stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it's not fun. It's like bone on bone. And anyways, so I, I forget what we were talking about now. Jesse Pujarvi. Yes, the hip surgery. Yeah, I. I think we'll be okay. Um, I think he'll be a, a good addition. And then, so, I mean, you have Jake and Jake and Rusty on your first line. When healthy. Right. Or or even or even you do uh, Jake and Pustin and try Pustin in with Sid. Well, right now Raquel just came back. Yeah, and you, I, I would say probably have him. I don't know, because he, he was pretty decent on the Geno line before he got hurt. Now, he wasn't producing a whole lot. But he was taking away ice to free up Geno and, and Riley Smith. And and I think that that really helped their games. And I think that, you know, once the, once the, they get back and clicking, if they decide to put him on a line, I think all three of them will start to generate more and produce at the same time. So, we'll see. But I, I, I do think, you know, once uh, Puyarvi gets in, in a game or two, I think that'll be that'll be good for the the team, and hopefully he can pot ten, fifteen goals, something like that. Being that we're probably going to be about halfway through the season by the time he gets in, because I think you, we're about what thirty something games in. Do you happen to know what Jesse Puyarvi's career high in goals is at this point? Because you got to remember, off the top of my head, now he has not exactly been. Uh, you know, a, a standout pick at, after being number four overall in 2016. True. Um, let's see. You have 15. So you're asking him to match his fall in the range of his career high. Well, it was 15 goals in 55 games in 2020 and 21. Yeah, so 10 to 15 wouldn't be. I mean, depending on where he's playing and everything. I mean, because you figure somebody like that's probably going to see a little bit of time on the second power play unit. Now, now, again, we know that our second power play unit doesn't really see a whole lot of time being that who's out there. But he, he's somebody that I think, you know, when in, when injuries come along, because we know with the Penguins that every year it's just going to happen. So He's somebody that can step up the lineup and, you know, play on that top power play. And and give you those at least some solid minutes if you know if and when somebody gets hurt. So like to see him in sooner rather than later. Hopefully he's you know at the top of his game or close to it being that he just had that hip surgery, so we'll see. Yeah, still got some pieces to fall in place still, and I think you know, Mr. Dubis has probably got a solid, uh, you know, January-ish time frame to start, you know, realizing we're putting everything into place with his uh, assessment of the team. Right. And that's fair because it's, I mean, it's still early, but, I mean, things are starting to get heated up now. Races are getting tighter with uh, these division, division and uh, conferences. Yeah. Yeah, because, I don't know, are you looking at it? Where are we yeah, at now? I'm on it. We, uh, we are uh, right ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets with 31 oh points boy. in 30 games. But again, okay, so... Uh, Other teams around us, it, it's Montreal, we're, we're, 32 points in 31 games. Buffalo, 29 and 33. New Jersey, 34 points in 30 games. The Capitals, who I thought looked worse than us, are better than us. 16, 9, and 4 they've for 36 gotten, points. They've had pretty decent goaltending. Which is remarkable because Ovechkin has not no. been good. He's not scoring at the pace. And actually, it's kind of a shame. I was really low-key rooting for Ovi to break that goal record. I, mean, I think he still does. Penguins fans, Penguins fans. I think fans, he still does it. If, if you're rooting against Ovechkin and trying to make fun of Ovechkin still, it's over. Like... The, the no, the, the no be, cups thing, like he beat he us fair and square. And, that twenty eighteen run, he earned yeah, it. He's gonna he's gonna go down, even if he doesn't break Gretzky's record, which I think he's going to. 
I think he still goes down as the best goal scorer of all time. I mean, the goalies weren't. It was a different time, but the goalies weren't as good back in the eighties as they are now. And they weren't nearly as padded, right, or equipped, right. Or some, in some cases, didn't even have helmets. <laughs> like, right, a wacky hockey league. Like, if you just think, like, sixty years ago, like the NHL wearing a helmet would be like considered lunacy, right? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous to be quite honest. But yeah, I mean, I think right now with where the Penguins are. 30 games played, everybody else is, rel- at least in the Metro, is relatively around the same. We're within, what, four point or four games, right? Four wins. I think we're, I think we're okay. Still just 30 games have been played. Lots right. of time still to decide things. Right. Yeah, um, and I mean, as much as we want to hit the panic button on how ugly things can look during some games, yeah, we're still pretty early on in things, and this team's been in worse positions before. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the power play is finally starting to pick it back up. PK could use a little bit of work too, but I think that kind of, I think that's a big contributing factor of uh, not having either Noel Chari or Matt or Nieto. Nieto. Yes, exactly. Because now you're asking. Uh, Drew O'Connor to step up and play more minutes on the PK. You're asking Brian Rust to play more minutes on the PK. So, not not good. I mean, you can Brian do Rust that. Brian Rust is hurt. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. You, you can't even do that, which that also hurts the penalty kill. Because he, while he does play top six minutes and or, uh, power play minutes, he is, I think, like on the second uh, penalty kill unit. So... Okay, well, let's break down the schedule here. We were uh, we looked pretty solid, you know. We, we said right around three points we expected, and uh, that's that's about what we ended up with. We only had a couple of games to work with in that time frame. Yeah, yeah we um, actually had four points this this weekend or over this past week. Oh, nice, four points. So, yeah. yeah, and uh, we beat Toronto. No, no we did not no, beat Toronto. We got, we got our asses handed to us yeah, by Toronto. Yeah, I called that one, and yeah. uh, you you were wrong. And I was Minnesota. Wrong. Minnesota gave us a good run for our money. Yeah, bit, that one got scary there for a little bit. And then, classic uh, Jari game where the uh, we go up three nothing. We look like we're about to coast, and then the Minnesota Wild bang, just bang, bang. sneak back on in it, make it interesting. But you got the two-headed monster back out again, Sid Gino, bringing home some goals and that. So good to see that. I'm sure Bob Grove's got a good stat out there about how good they are when they do that. I don't have it in front of me, but um, we'll let Bob Grove handle that. Good. What's next? What's next up on the slate? Tonight. Tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes... And it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. Carolina Hurricanes kind of look a lot like us, even though they reside six points ahead of us in the standings at this point in time. Their goalie situation, Freddie Anderson, due to come back soon from a blood clot, I drafted him, and of course, that's about right. (laughs) Seems to happen to at least one hockey player I draft every year. Yeah. Some bizarre injury, Chris Letang last year. That's why I just stayed away from the Penguins. Yeah. People ask me why I traded Jake Gensel. This is why. Because terrible things happen to the people I draft. Anyways, they got young goalie Piotr Kochetkov probably going in goal tonight. I don't think Aaron Dell's playing because they signed Auntie Ranta off to wherever their AHL affiliate is. Chicago right. Wolves. Yeah, yeah, which is funny. There's a There at least was a, an AHL team in Charlotte. Which makes a lot of sense, being that Carolina, Charlotte. It used to be an AHL team, but I don't think they I don't drew think the. They are, yeah. I don't think they drew the capacity. So, who to watch out for tonight? Sebastian Ajo, he's been on a tear for Carolina. Yeah, he's, um, he's pretty decent. Well, actually, by the time you see this episode, we are, we're going to know it's going to happen. Um, Penguins win. Penguins win it. Yep. I'm I'm liking it. Let's let's go. Nev, what's next on the schedule for the Penguins? Give it to the folks. Yeah, I have tonight as a win. Like you said, tonight against the Hurricanes. I'm going to go another 4-3 game for the Penguins. Okay. And then uh, Saturday, they are on the road in Ottawa. 
I do believe. Yes. Ottawa, they just fired their head coach, huh? Yeah, and they have former Penguins assistant coach now as their head coach, Jacques Martin. He, uh, yeah, You're he's their interim. You're fucking dead meat, Jacques! He's their, oh, okay. He's their interim head coach. Sorry, that was Rob Ramage. I kind of figured, but... Um, and then... So yeah, I have I have the Penguins winning that game too. I think they should they should probably blow them out of the water. I would hope because, like you said, Ottawa's been been a dumpster fire, and and being that they're playing an, with her a new coach, I don't know. I hope that I hope we can stump them, but I don't know. There's something about that, like a player like Brady Kachuk put under a new coach. There's just something that kind of. Might rub me the wrong way about that. But I have the Penguins winning that one as well. And then the Islanders, for whatever reason, we never play well against the Islanders. So I, I'm going to have that one as a loss. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you. I, I have four points again over the next three games. The first two are dubs. And then Wednesday, next Wednesday, I don't I don't like. Yeah. I dig that. Uh I try to usually find a way to contradict you, but, I mean, we both kind of feel the Hurricanes. I think that might be one of those games we kind of get hyped up for. I don't think we're going to sleep on that one at home. Ottawa, team it's flailing. Could be a potential That's what trap I mean. game. Yeah, because with, 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 with a recently fired coach yeah, kind of coming and, into play. And Brady Kachuk being the captain, you know, he's, you know, the way he, and he's the always, entire family plays. He's always played. fired up. That right. Kachuk so, boys. I mean, look, you got to look out for him. You can't take him lightly just because they fired their coach. And I really want to beat the goddamn Islanders. I, like, this team just doesn't beat the Islanders ever. And, like, they're just, I don't know. The Islanders seem to have, like, mediocre-ish players, but they just always seem to win against us and play smarter. I mean, now that they, Barry Trotz is I gone, think they have better goaltending than us. And that helps. Their goaltending keeps them in games whenever they probably shouldn't. And then they, our our goaltending doesn't make a, a save whenever you know there's need for a timely save. Oh, if it's two. Alex Nadelkovich, he he occasionally will make that save. There's two against the Islanders in the near future. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, so four points. Four points for hope. Four four again. All right. Four points in three games. We'll take that. All right. It's time. I, I can't go on anymore. Oof. Do we want? Do we want to talk about Saturday? Yeah, dude. The Steelers. They. Yeah. Three three games left. So the Steelers are seven and seven right now. So. It's bad. Boy, boy. It's time. Like. Any other franchise, it'd be time. The New England Patriots are getting rid of Bill Belichick. Are they? Is it confirmed 100%? At the end of this year, yes. Okay. Why Boy, not I mean, Why not if, the Steelers at this point? If Especially if you go out on a six-game losing streak. Oof. That's not good. We're, and, I mean, look at the teams, like, especially... I want to I throw it back to a time when... Um, I was at, I think it's, honestly, I want to say this all began right around when I went to the Lions game with my now fiance, Ashley. Mm -hmm. We went to the Lions game, and boy, did they just, I tried to be really respective of Mason Rudolph, right, in this game, and Mason, because Big Ben, was it was COVID, and Big Ben... We were all excited to see him in his last season, and he's out with COVID. So then we get Mason Rudolph. I try to cheer for Mason Rudolph because I'm trying to make the most out of being at this cold-ass fucking game, freezing my balls off. Right, yeah. And the yellow, some Steeler fan yells at me for saying, let's go Mason Rudolph. <laughs> he's like, no, we don't, we don't root for Mason Rudolph around here. Shut up. And I'm like, just disappointed. And I just sit there and freeze. And I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. It's halftime. And they ended up tying the Lions. Right. And now it's really funny how it comes full circle to this week where the team is begging for Mason Rudolph 
to be the savior in December around Christmas time? Is it because they like the story and the irony of it being around Christmas time and the quarterback being Rudolph? <laughs> Could be. Is this how they're trying to make their season interesting? Because it's garbage at this point. They finally want to let them play in some reindeer games, man. But Steeler fan, <laughs> Steeler fan that yelled at me for trying to support Mason Rudolph in a crap game against a crap Lions team and gave me shit for that. This is on you. This is why we're here. No, not really. There's a lot of other issues that the Steelers had that led yeah, to this point. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few other issues than than that guy. I don't think a fan really has any issue or any bearing on a game. You know, it, it has a bearing in my life, damn it. Well, don't let people affect you. Well, this is what he gets for just not being supportive. Because Penguin fans, I can go and, like, I can go cheer for Evan Rodriguez in, like, the most ironic fashion when they're out. And people will be, like, laughing and be like, yeah. And then Evan Rodriguez will go on, like, a seven-game point streak. And then it'll be fun for everybody. Could be. The team couldn't be very – the team might not be very good, but that was a fun time. Speaking of Evan Rodriguez, he's having a pretty damn good year down in Florida. Oh, yeah, he absolutely is. Kind of tearing some shit up, playing He's with on, Barkov and Reinhardt. And, yeah, but just support your guys a little bit more, and then you won't look so stupid whenever you come back crawling to them to be your savior four years later. Mm-hmm. Because, boy, you Mason Rudolph is your savior, savior. You didn't even want this guy in town four years ago. Like, good riddance. Like, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Get out of here. These, these Steeler fans, man, they can, they can get out. They just can be stupid sometimes. Like the ones that only Steelers. They can be so dumb. Yeah. There's there's people trying to clamor for Ben Roethlisberger to come back and save the Steelers. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger that. doesn't want to come back and save the Steelers. The Steelers are done. They need to fire Tomlin to blow this whole thing up. It's the only way to cure it because... With Antonio Brown, this culture has been set in where you could be a complete dickhead and get away with it as long as you've got a smile on your face and you're a goofy goober and you'd like to have fun and I would say produce, but everybody that's followed him in the wide receiver room since has not produced. And they think that they have all this talent. George Pickens, you're a fucking bum. You suck. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to get my ankle rolled up on. I don't want to get my ankle rolled up on. My motherfucker, you're out there making all this money. There's handicapped people fighting in a fucking sled hockey scrimmage for their boys. Meanwhile, a millionaire doesn't want to make like, a block for somebody in a fucking game. You're worried about getting paid get for your next contract. Here. Your play's not going to get you paid for your next contract. Like you're not good. Like this is what what makes you think that you're good. You're not going to put up a thousand yard season. No team's going to pay for this. Like, oh my! Fire it all. Blow it up. Yeah, I agree. This the the team's culture has gone to hell. That it it's not existent anymore. And I I I kind of agree that the Steelers have lost their way. They've lost the Steelers' way. I mean, there's some guys on that team that I think could still play like in any era and still get away there's with it. There's a few, but I mean, but it ain't it ain't what it once was. You could have put in the 2000 Steelers in any era, and they would have been able to play with like James right. Ferrier, Casey Hampton, like George Pickens could not survive in 1970s football. No, Mm-mm. I agree. Could not. I mean, not like Couldn't we need to play 1970s football. No, we still think we play 1970s football. We play with a bunch of prima donnas, and then we wonder why we fucking suck. And it keeps going down and down and down. I and, agree. And you lose to two win teams at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we if we go if we end the season on a six game losing streak. And you look back and two of them were at home against two win teams and you don't fire your coach and pretty much the entire coaching staff. To me, that that screams issues when you have an 18 game season, right? Mm -hmm. And you lose six games in a fucking row to end your season. 
there, there has to be accountability. I mean, there clearly and, and is no accountability. Yeah, especially anymore. whenever you you see, like the like we just said the th- the thing with George Pickens, and then he comes out in the media and says, "Oh yeah, I don't want to get hurt." That right there, he should be benched. I don't, I don't want to see that guy on the field the next game. Your team's already shit. You're, I mean, sure, you're, you're, you, you're still somehow potentially fighting for a playoff spot, but you know what? Somebody else is going to try harder than him. Yeah, somebody else actually going to fucking make a block. Somebody else might be willing to. Heinz Ward would kill a man. Oh my god, I Heinz Ward would kill a man. So Amos Zerwick get three more yards. Unbelievable. Somebody else hurt. said that on the internet. I'm sorry for taking it, whoever you are, because that was right about the basis of it. But I mean, that's like that's it's real though, right? Like these guys, like the old Steelers, like they would play hard, and like there was an actual like it's it's over. Like Tomlin, maybe he can go succeed somewhere else. And there's a reason like why these players like playing for Coach Tomlin, it's because they can get away with whatever they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was very good in the beginning, the first. 10 years? I don't know, because I don't really follow football. But I feel like the first, like, 10 years of him being here was really good. And then the last, what, seven, I guess, since I think Bill Cowher was fired, like, 16, 17 years ago. I just heard him talk. Bill Cowher retired. Or, yeah, sorry, I didn't. The, you got to remember, the Steelers don't really ever fire, fire coaches. Right. Matt Canada was like this exception, which, by the way, the Steelers were scoring more with Matt Canada than without. Then, so maybe right. Matt Canada wasn't the problem at all because the problem is Mike Tomlin. Because you got rid of what you thought was the main problem, Pittsburgh. It's gone. You can't blame him anymore. It's gone. The offense does not look any better. It looks worse, actually. You don't have any move, more movement across the line. There's the, like there's no even threat of a jet sweep even. Yeah, it looks like a high school JV offense out there. There's no denying it. It's pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The team it's, is dead. It's so bad. It's so bad. They got to trade TJ Watt, get some picks, and just try and do a re- quick rebuild. I mean, it's really easy to rebuild the NFL, ironically enough. But you need to tear down the whole system and then like start it all over. I feel like again. you need to do more than that, though. To I feel like you need to do more than just trade TJ to become good again. <laughs> well, you got to trade a couple of guys. Get, yeah, I was gonna say I know you'll get like a couple of draft picks or a, a, a decent number of. Draft and you got a hit on the draft picks too, right? And I mean Herbigs, I guess, or Her, what, what's his name, Herbigs or whatever. So I don't even really care. He, to be I, honest, but I feel like that's picks. just like that's the last pick that they kind of hit on. And other than that, I mean. Not, well, they also good. they also piss around with their first round picks right. every year, but then they'll play Keanu Benton. They'll play like the fourth or fifth round pick, like out of necessity. But then they'll leave the first round pick that they trade up for on the bench to try and let him learn for God knows what reason. So Dan Moore Jr. can get a start against the best defensive player in the league, even though he's one of the worst tackles in the league, except against the best defensive player somehow. Right. I don't know. Maybe I would just probably play my best player that I traded up for in the draft. But what do I know? I'm just an average white guy that's uh, got a podcast. Right, Richard Mendenhall? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fair. that's Fumble risky. kind of fair to, to me. I don't know. It's, he's, he's got a point. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> So today is what the J- December twenty first. So today in Penguins history, twenty two years ago, for the first time since being traded to the Capitals, Yarmir Yager made his return. Penguins won four three on goals by Darius Kasparaitis, uh, Andrew Ferrance. Toby Pedersen and Jan Herdina. And Yarmir Yager had an assist. And today, I just saw before coming here to record that in at 51 years of age playing the Czech League, Yarmir Yager notched another assist. So, like 30 years later, 
and he's still crazy just, how he just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, that's just it's, it's asinine. Honestly, I don't I don't know what, what a treasure he just, he's he got to play here. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we should be very thankful. And I think that's also kind of why our standards are so high. Yeah, and exactly. These young athletes ain't going to get it. They're just not going to get how high the standards are because, I mean, for some of these, for some of us, these guys look like superheroes. Yeah. Like me and Joe Green is still talked about by, like, grandparents say, of people yeah. around town that, oh, he's, like, looked upon almost towards God status. Probably maybe might be to the fault of some of the people around here that do that, but... I mean, they were genuinely good men that, like, right. played football well. They played the game hard. And went all they out. They didn't care about getting their ankle rolled up on. Because I'm almost at the point, like, where the Steelers are so bad that, like, I just, I'm, like, I don't care. Right. But, like, it's not because, like, they did it, like, willingly. They're just that stupid. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates, they just don't spend money and the penguins they at least try they try and they put the assets in the right place at this point it's not like they're you know trying to move the team to kansas city again or something so i don't i don't foresee that happening again so anybody still brings that up (laughs) (laughs) i love when people facebook comment like on penguin stuff like yeah remember when they almost moved to kansas city and moved them before? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Well, I, I don't remember, remember the that. other time because that was that live yet. Well. I remember that pretty well, actually. When they were going to move to Kansas City, it was like, oh, well, there goes my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> Being like a ten-year-old kid, and you're like, oh, they're 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 leaving. Damn it! I don't like that. And then all of a sudden. Here they are 15 years later, and they're still here. I guess more like it, almost 17. So speaking of Remember When. Okay. I noticed uh, the uh, Trib put out an article <laughs> that started off with Remember When, mm-hmm. colon. It went on about a building. So um, kind of, you know, it's around Christmas time. I wanted to bring back Remember When. I got a little Christmassy Remember When for you, Nev. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so do you remember, uh, the year without a Santa Claus? Yes, I do. You remember the, uh, the Friesmeister. Is that his name? Uh, Heatmiser? No, not Heatmiser, his okay, brother. Yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you kind of look like Heatmiser, and I kind of look like the Snowmiser. Snowmiser, there we go. So the Snowmiser was a voice, his voice was recorded by a an actor slash comedian named Dick Sean. Okay. So, uh, you know, great, you know, little kid movie and still warms the heart to this day. But uh, so Mr. Sean, Mr. Dick Sean on April 17th, 1987, during a performance at University of California, San Diego's Mandeville Hall, Sean suffered a heart attack and collapsed face down on the stage. The audience initially assumed that it was part of his act. After he had remained motionless for several minutes, a stagehand examined him and asked if a physician was present. After CPR had been initiated, the audience was asked to leave the auditorium. Most in attendance remained, though, assuming that it was part of Sean's act, and only began leaving after paramedics arrived. So, do you, do you remember when, when Dick Sean collapsed on stage and, and everybody stayed thinking it was a part of the act? I do not know. No, I do not. Huh. That's very sad. Yeah, everyone just probably like, ha, 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 ha. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You can get up now, man. Look at him. He's, he's pretending he's dead. <laughs> get, dude, just get up, man. Come oh, on. Oh, it's, he, it's the act okay. is over. Oh, that's just some guy that they got up there to keep the act going. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 paramedics are coming. Oh, they're here. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> No, dude, just keep going with the show. It's okay. So, you're, you're you're just collapsed on the ground. Just do the, do the show from the ground. It's okay, man. I wonder if he was like singing the free the Snow Miser song. I'm Mr. Snow Miser. That's not it. That's the Heat Miser song. It's they're I, the same song. 
Do you not? How, when's the last time you've seen the year couldn't without a Santa you. Claus? I couldn't tell you. Well, that's a shame. You need to you need to like go it, home it, and Xfinity I'm that. Say that. Our sisters were watching it the other day, but I just I watched it and then I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go do something else. Now. I'm Mister Icicle. I'm Mister Ten Below. You know you. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I'm disappointing sometimes. Uh, it, it happens, you know? Thanks for, thanks for ruining everything. <laughs> well, hey, you should have maybe asked me before this. I don't know. No, it's more fun to surprise you with them because uh, uh, you, if I can catch you good, then the chuckles are really well, yeah, worthwhile. But, I mean, uh, you got to come at me with something a little bit better than a heart attack if you want me to get if you want to get a laugh out of me. You know, something a little bit more fucked up, a little bit more tragic. You know, not everybody still standing there watching him dead with a heart attack. I mean, that's kind of funny, but I mean, if you think it's an act, you know what I mean. You're just like, oh, dude, get up, come on. Get back, get back to work. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, you can be so disappointing sometimes. <laughs> Why? There's a lot of it. <laughs> What's that? There's a lot of reasons why we could get into that, but oh, well, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Let's not do so that. So, who here. would you rather have as the Steelers' quarterback right now? Would you? If you had to pick between these three quarterbacks specifically, Joe Flacco, Nick Mullins, or Gardner who, Minshew. I don't know who the second one is. So I'd take him. You're going with Nick Mullins. No, I would take Gardner Minshew because he can kind of ball, and I like his mustache, and a name like Gardner Minshew. It's a badass name. Um... Yeah, I would take I would take Gardner Minshew. Okay, so it sounds like Gardner Minshew could be he a could, choice. He could play. Okay, I don't I know think. if he'd fit in on the Steelers, but sounds like it'd definitely be a great uh, pick I mean, for he, somebody he might, in right. the fantasy be, football league or something be, this week. He might be too much of a baller for them, for the Steelers. He might be like too much of like a, an actual gamer. He might go a little too hard. I think Joe Flacco on the Steelers would be hilarious. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, think of just the irony of full circle, like Joe Flacco and throwing, you know, deep bombs, getting pass interference calls against the Ravens while playing for the Steelers. That would make every Ravens fan so upset. Yeah. Oh, I just found a perfect remember one. So I just saw the. Um, <laughs> so you remember uh, the Land Before Time, right? Yeah. So I just saw that that's getting um, remade and put out within the next year or so. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck is doing that? Is that Disney again? I can't remember, but I think so. Is there going to be gay dinosaurs in this movie? There might be. Fuck. I don't want any more gay characters. There's enough. The the voice of Ducky in A Land Before Time. Oh, I think I might actually remember this. the, (laughs) The actress... Was shot and killed by her father, who was jealous of her success. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark, man. You want to hear the darkest part? Oh, don't tell me it had to do anything with the corpse. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it, it might be worse, though. Uh, ten years old. Mm. Yeah, and and that was, like, jealous of the success, it says. My damn daughter's doing better than me on on the TV screen. I got to get her back. As she became more successful, her father became a very abusive man and demanded a lot from her. God. Jesus Christ. So... It, it, was, a, it was a double murder-suicide. Jeez. <laughs> Nothing funny about that. <laughs> I know, because I laugh at the <laughs> shit I shouldn't laugh at. And the shit that I should, just like, nah, what's the fun in that? You know who else did murder-suicide? Chris Benoit. 
He killed like his whole family. That was really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do remember that. I do too. <laughs> oh, in 1987, child star Heather O'Rourke, known for her role in Poltergeist, became ill and was incorrectly diagnosed with Crohn's disease by doctors at Kaiser Permanente and was prescribed medications to treat it. On January 31st, 1988, she became extremely ill and could not keep any food down. following day, she collapsed on the way to the hospital, which caused her stepfather to call paramedics. She suffered a cardiac arrest and rot to the hospital and was airlifted to Children's Hospital, where she died later that day. They believed she died of influenza, but it was later revealed that she had been misdiagnosed and that the specific cause of death was from the cardiac arrest caused by septic shock Brought on by the intestinal stenosis from a bowel blockage. Because they gave her the wrong medication. They gave her stuff for Crohn's disease. That's really dark, dude. Yeah, yeah. This I was not expecting that whenever I first started reading it. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be something. You think the trib will do remember when it's just like that? They'll, maybe they'll do it about your death. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give it a year or two. <laughs> your obituary. <laughs> remember when this asshole was on his podcast talking about children dying? <laughs> oh. This message is not brought to you by John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this episode's gonna get us canceled. Talking about killing children. <laughs> well, I think we also like came we were not by the way, that intro was totally not racist. <laughs> I don't even remember the intro yeah, at this point. Well, except for, like, just Richard Mendenhall being racist. Well, that was not us. That was yeah. Richard Mendenhall. We weren't racist. I didn't say anything. We were just making statements about potential racism that we happened to observe. That, that, that was brought on by other people. Yeah, by the internet. Not not by By, by any... a former Steeler, to be more yeah. specific. And we cover the Steelers. Sort of. Well, we just we, blast we, the we Steelers we lately. Attempt. Yeah. Well, you know, again, when you're in the they midst deserve of it. When you're in the midst of a six-game losing streak, two of which are two, two win, two teams. win teams at yeah. home. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. You get what you get. Yeah. Okay. You got you got anything else you wanna you wanna add to the show today? Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead. I got so it's Christmas time, and uh, how about Nevin? You go ahead, and how about you tell us some good old Christmas stories? Of, uh, oh, Christmas of stories. Yeah, and I will. I got some lottery tickets here that uh, I got. Yeah, you can probably go ahead and scratch those Christmas. off. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any good Christmas stories that oh, I remember. You don't have anything that you want to get into? Like, no. no. No topics? All right. Um, I mean, no. I didn't right. expect to have to. I wasn't expecting to let's, do all let's that. Let's see. Okay. Let's do, let's do this $2 one first. Cool. Okay. It's tangled. Ten top prizes of $25,000. This is not brought to you by the Pennsylvania Lottery. I strongly discourage buying tickets personally, but uh, I will take them as gifts. You know, in case. Reveal a tangle symbol win prize shown under that symbol. Reveal a cash prize amount in the unwrap this gift area. This is great. I'm sure the people listening Add that to this amount are going to love this. One. Okay, let's see what unwrap this gift is. I mean, I, I'm giving you a free unwrap this gift. Try again, no bonus. Okay. I never win at these things. So um, I hope you people enjoy me not winning another scratch-off ticket. 25000 I don't. I don't think this means anything. I mean, these are, like, nice-looking numbers and stuff. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I'm going to win anything because I don't see a tangle symbol. Well, that's great. That's really helpful. What the fuck helpful. is this? 
Candy cane. Mitten. Huh. Did you know Mike Sullivan is the only American-born coach to win multiple Stanley Cups? Candle. Wreath. Peter Lovely. No, Peter Lovely. No. Justin. Oh, that was Trots. Justin, yeah, Trots. And then Justin St. Um, his, him is no neck. Mm-hmm. Did you know that from 2007 to 2018, the Penguins sold out every home game? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, what else could we get? see. Candy House, Holly, Mistletoe, and a, and a Gingerbread Man. None of those are Tangles. I, see, this is fucking stupid. All right. Next one. $3. Crossword Multiplier. All right, my letters. Do you know that the triangle in the background of the Penguins logo actually has a meaning? Does it involve satanic people? No, the triangle, in fact, is meant to replicate the Golden Triangle in downtown Pittsburgh at the junction of the Allegheny, Monongahela, and the Ohio Rivers. I knew these two guys that once gave a girl this thing called a Golden Triangle. It was not what you think it is. I <laughs> think it's exactly what I think it is. <laughs> no, I just made that up. It's nothing. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of figured, but you never know with you. All right, my letters are L U O N J D T A D T H I J K. Okay, I don't think people M F Y C R B. That's so big. What are you doing? Come on. You can keep going with things. Um, I'm just trying to find different things because I, I I was not expecting to have to do this. Oh, you gotta you gotta learn how to hold the show a little bit, man. That's, that's well, what your job you, is. You, you're a podcast. I, I, I had no idea that you were gonna just sit here and scratch off lottery tickets on a audio podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So people can hear the pain. As I lose they, it, they can hear the pain in our voices enough as it is. We, they don't need to hear you. Uh, I don't think scratching. I don't think this. I don't think scratching this is doing anything. Yeah, no, probably not. That's why you should just scratch the little thing in the bottom right corner. Multiply. Try again. Ten times. Do you know the penguins actually had an actual uh, ma- uh, penguin as their mascot at one point? Yeah. Actually, I did, and then it died. Speaking of I heard dying, it was, I heard it died because it got in a car crash involved by a celebrity. So, speaking of that, <laughs> do you know the number 21 was his first jersey retired in Penguins history to honor a rookie? I think I lost that one, too. Michelle Briere was a 26th overall pick in the third... Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I guess that would be the third round, huh? Fuck. 26th overall pick in the third round of the 1969 NHL Amateur Draft. Can I reveal a Santa symbol? According to Penguins general, then general manager Jack Riley, Michelle Briere asked for a bigger bonus and said that he was going to be in Pittsburgh for 20 years. Damn it. Yeah, I know. It's very sad. Michelle Briere never stayed in Pittsburgh for 20 years. He didn't get traded or booted either. He was involved in a car crash with two friends in Millardic, Quebec in 1970. He suffered severe head trauma and died a year later after multiple brain surgeries that led to an 11-month coma. As a result, the Penguins retired the number 21 for the first time ever retiring a number in honor of him. I saw he helped with the shop with the cop at Badges Bar. I don't think so, because Badges Bar has not been around since 1970. Oh, no, this is down there now. Yeah, no, Michelle Briere's been dead since 1970, so mm-hmm. I don't think he had any involvement. I'm telling you, I anything. saw it, and I saw it down there. Oh, that's... I don't know what you're seeing. I don't, know if you're, I don't know what drugs you're on, but if you're seeing something like that, I'll take it. 
Symbol wins all prizes shown, and I did not see a parachute symbol. So that's that's gay. Yeah, we'll keep it going. Oh, okay. All right, I only got a couple more. So, oh, shit, did you know that Scotty Bowman took over as coach because the Penguins lost Badger Bob Johnson to cancer? Yes. After winning the yeah. cup. Yeah. Yeah, the Penguins beat Minnesota North Stars in six games to defeat the or to win the Stanley Cup. No bonus. 1992. That was the beginning of the... Oh, I'm sorry. That was the second of the back-to-backs. And after that, the Penguins got to meet GHW Bush and became the first NHL team to visit the White House. That's a cool little fact. That I did not know. Did you know that? No. Steelers became the, the first NHL team. You mean the Penguins? That's what I said. You said the Steelers. Oh, sorry. The Penguins were the first NHL team. I got you all fired up on the Steelers. And then, yeah, and then Scotty's first year behind the bench, Penguins swept the uh, Chicago Blackhawks to win in 1992. Three and 22. This is so fucking dumb. 27. Yeah, yeah. I, I got 24, I 25, 28, 29, I and then I get 22, 23, and 27. I couldn't down agree here. more that this is the stupidest. Holy fuck, a 29! Fucking, this is the stupidest idea you've had on this show. A 29! I don't. And again, everybody turned out five minutes ago. I bet there's someone still listening. Yet one person, and it's going to be your fiance. <laughs> no, she's not listening. She's definitely not listening at this point. This one got me 10 bucks That's more than I expected to win We'll end it on a high note there $10 Took me four tickets But that is a confirmed $10 right there I think I made Hmm. a mess on the table So Carl Haglund's great-grandfather was a famous Swede. He former Penguin Carl Hagman. For those of you that may not know, uh, his great or uh, this says grandfather here. His grandfather Boris Haglin was a Boris Swe- was a Swedish Swedish businessman who invented encryption machines and became the only cipher machine creator to become a millionaire. That's pretty badass. It's pretty dope. Wow, this is such an old article that the number one thing at the top of it is Matt Murray's dog has his own Instagram account. All right. And that's where we're going to end the episode. I got 10 bucks on a lottery ticket. Ah, yeah, shit. I, I just I realized that was a $10 lottery ticket. That's really mm, disappointing. You still have two more, so. Yeah. Well, I didn't buy them, so. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. The number two most interesting fact about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, fuck. We're going to go out on a hot note here, ready? Phil Kessel has an athletic family. That's your most fun fact about the Penguins. Tune in next week to find out more fun facts about the Penguins. I mean, you could have vented it with the Michelle Briere car crash. Telling you, Michelle Briere is that bad genius. Sign the shop with the cop thing. I've seen it down there. And go see it again tonight. See? Number two. Ooh. <laughs> That's a very clickbaity looking article. That's, yeah, oh yeah, it definitely is. Because the number one thing is Sidney Crosby lived with Mario Lemieux. I think most people knew that by now. Yeah. Alright. Well, we will see Yinzel next week. And uh, let's see. Let's, we'll do a little recap tune, here. Tune in to see us scratch off more lottery tickets next week. Yeah, I might have even more. That'll be good time. <laughs> Tune in to see us scratch off more lottery tickets and talk about more death. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bottom text. And, and I mean, death stealers. That's kind of that's the same thing at this point, right? Uh, yeah. So let it go, pan. Let it get us a four Lego point. Pans. Let us get a four point. Let us. Let go. You think the Steelers Ooh. fire Ooh. Tomlin? Ooh, yeah, they will. 
And at, at the end of the season, whenever he loses, oh, he goes on a six-game losing streak. We no never fire. did answer who is paying Richard Mendenhall to be like that racist. Uh, the you answer had that question. I did not. I think he's just. Doing I think that. I have the answer. I think it's probably George Soros. All right, we'll see Inzal next week. Lego pin. Let's go.